0: Hello and welcome back to the claim the stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I am your host and claim the stage podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurial women who want to inspire on stage and get paid. If that's you, you're in the right place today's episode, it's going to be a doozy. I interview Val Nelson, who is a coach for introverts and we talk everything introvert. If you're wondering what an introvert is, which is a great place to start. We talk about that. We talk about how introverts can be great public speakers and how to manage your energy when you want to get on stage and also, you know, be available for other things in your life. Before we jump into that interview, I do want to give one quick announcement. I'm doing a live podcast event next Wednesday, September 7th. And I would love for you to join us. This is my first time ever doing a live podcast. I always record my interviews and then post them each week, but I'd like to invite you to participate in this podcast episode because it's essentially a mini introductory class which teaches you the foundation of the speaking school for women this podcast episode is create your speaker brand 101. So it's an interactive workshop where you will get the chance to answer the two most important questions. Every professional speaker needs to ask themselves when starting out. And then you'll have the chance to get live one-on-one coaching with me, on the podcast, we'll also do a QA. I'll talk to you about an overview of the Speaking School for Women, and you'll get a special one day offer for attending. It's going to be super fun, it's an hour. I'm going to coach as many people as I can in that hour. I have to say the coaching is my favorite part of the whole course because I always get the opportunity to have those aha moments with each student and help them to see things that they cannot see on their own because they're so close to it. And there were so many cool moments in the Speaking School for Women this spring that always happened on those coaching calls, whether it was as a group or one-on-one. So you'll get the chance on this live podcast to talk with me one-on-one of course everyone will be listening but it'll just be the two of us talking and we'll be able to work through some of those really important foundational questions to helping you build your speaker brand. If you would like to register, space is extremely limited. So be sure to go to my website, AngelaLucier.us. Click on Speaking School on the homepage. And right at the top of the Speaking School page, there is a section about this podcast and there's a button to register. So just click there and get in on it. All right, that's it for announcements today. I hope to see you next Wednesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. London. And it's going to be a great event. It will be airing the next day on my podcast as a recording, and I just cannot wait to share it with the world. Now, without further ado, here's my interview with Val Nelson. On today's show, I'd like to welcome Val Nelson. Val is a former wallflower who absolutely cringed at the idea of public speaking in front of a room. She now actually enjoys public speaking in small doses. She has faced her fear of self-employment and speaking up and now enjoys having a thriving business as a soulful business and life coach. Her specialty is helping introverts bring their gifts to the world and keep breathing along the way no extrovert mask required. She does this through individual coaching, mastermind groups for self-employed introverts, her blog for introverts, and via her free online introvert clubhouse. Learn more and join the club at valnelson.com. Val, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I love everything that you're doing, Angela, so it's, it's exciting to be in a conversation with you on your
0: show. Thank you. Well, I think it's great because we're both introverts, and often I'm asked about this topic of how speakers can be introverts when it's not their natural way of being in the world, and it's definitely something that I struggled with for a long time was how to be a shy person, and also be the center of attention. So we're going to get into all of that today. But I thought we could start by having you define what an introvert is and what an extrovert is. And I know there's also talk about ambiverts. So perhaps you could talk about the spectrum and what the labels mean so everyone's on the same page.
1: Okay, great. Um, That is a perfect start. Um, By the way, when I first met you, and I would have never guessed you were an introvert. So my what? But but it makes sense now that I now that we've talked about it. But um, first, maybe it makes sense to yeah. say what it's not because it's so associated with shyness or being antisocial or not wanting to talk or something like that. And it's not that. And so that's an important um, hmm. distinction. How, they they there are some yeah. ways that they look similar on the outside. So let me explain all that. So what it is, um, what. There's a spectrum from introvert to extrovert, and most people are near the middle. Everybody's got a little of each in them, so there's confusion about, well, wait, sometimes I feel extroverted and sometimes I feel introverted. That's true for everybody. But most people lean one way or another in a natural way, just like being right-handed or left-handed. And what it's about is where you get your energy. So an introvert um, tends to get their energy from thinking first and spending time alone inside their own mind and and as a result they like to think before speaking Um, so that's one way it plays out and then an extrovert tends to gain energy from social situations and they like to speak as they're thinking so imagine you're in a meeting a room full of introverts and extroverts and in some sort of work meeting the extroverts are going to tend to speak more quickly because they like to think as they're talking. <laughs> and they're going to assume that those people who are being quiet mm-hmm. actually just don't have anything to say. But really, they're formulating their thoughts inside and they're being annoyed by the people that are speaking while they're trying to think. <laughs> so, and then there might actually be someone in the room yeah. who's feeling very shy and afraid to speak, which is a different thing. But to the person who's speaking, per, perhaps an extrovert, they look the same. Those two people who, one introvert and one feeling shy and afraid to speak because shyness is about fear, introversion is not. Um, they look the same on the outside to that extrovert who's speaking. So that's why there's so much hmm. confusion. Um,
0: how do, go ahead. How, how can introverts let extroverts know that that's their communication style? Because I don't know that everybody would know right away that that person isn't talking, not because they're shy, but because they're processing and they're going to take a minute before they speak. How do teams work together when there's that difference?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a that we could get into a whole long thing about that, but a lot of it has to do with first really becoming uh, gaining a lot of understanding about your own introversion, so that you can stop feeling mad at yourself for it, and then when you feel more confident in who you are, and that it's just you know a different kind of strength and doesn't fit into our extrovert dominant society. But when we see that we do have strengths, it's much easier to speak up and go, hey, I just need time to think. Hold on, people. (laughs) You know?
0: Yeah. Actually, you just reminded me that every time I ever, you know, worked for a company and was told I was going to a staff meeting and I didn't get an agenda, right. I would get so upset. And I would think, "Please tell me what we're going to talk about so I can prepare." And the people around me would be saying, "Well, why does it matter? Just show up and we'll f- we'll figure it out." And I always wanted to know upfront. And now yes. as you're speaking, I'm realizing it's because of that introversion. I wanted to be able to get my thoughts together exactly. before i sat down oh good so much better now yeah. that's a
1: perfect <laughs> example thank you for sharing that because when we understand what we need it's easier to ask for it and not be ashamed of it and things go so much better we yeah. can actually get we can actually create meetings that are introvert and extrovert friendly right now by default meetings are not introvert friendly because our again our cultural bias towards our Western cultural bias towards extroversion. That's not true in all cultures. It's, a, it's a actually a particularly American thing, which um, Susan Cain goes into in the book Quiet. She goes into, how did we get here? So, like, tilted in this direction. So, anyway, we could get we could go on that forever because, to me, it's fascinating. But I know we want to talk about the other stuff. <laughs> so a lot of people when they hear the word ambivert and they understand it means like someone who's like equally both introverted and extroverted on this spectrum. So in any spectrum there's gonna be some people who are right in the middle. But most people do lean one way or another, but a lot of people start thinking, Oh, well I have both, therefore I'm an ambivert. But actually it's kind of rare to be truly right in the middle. It's kind of like being ambidextrous with hands. It's very rare to be ambidextrous and be truly right handed and left handed. So It's good to know. It's really important for you to know. And I've got some tools on my website under the resources tab where people can find out if you're an introvert or extrovert, which way you lean. That way you know, oh, my God, if I'm an introvert, I've been writing with the wrong hand all this time. I need to know about which one is my dominant hand, you know, in that analogy. And then life is so much easier when you're writing, when you're doing it the way that's most natural to you. So it's really important to know. It's one of the most important things you can know about yourself for for self-awareness and making good choices is to find out.
0: Yeah. And I think there were, there was a point in my life when I felt bad for not wanting to hang out with friends at the end of the week, because I was so tired and over overwhelmed by all the people time and feeling like I constantly had to think of things to say and, and be responsive to other people's stories and comments that the whole thing just felt exhausting. And I just wanted to stay home and sit by myself and have those moments of quiet. But once I learned about what how introverts live in the world and how we gain our power I felt like oh that was a natural thing I needed to do in order to be strong and and recharge for myself for the next day in the upcoming week and so you're right like once you start to know those things about yourself you can feel less weird about them and start to embrace them and recognize that that's how you are.
1: Oh yeah I mean it's critical for our self-care because it if it's where we get our energy and we need energy for our work or for our public speaking or whatever it is, for taking care of your kids, you know, it's really important that we know how to manage our energy. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so let's jump back into the story of how you got into working with introverts.
1: Let's see, right before I chose this specialty, I was newly, um, well, I was doing marketing consulting. Especially in healthcare and for solopreneurs, um, so healing arts professionals, coaches, that kind of thing, which is still who I mainly serve. Um, but then, I I noticed that certain clients, I was really excited to work with, and I had high energy. And I noticed that some other client situations, I was feeling myself very drained, and I was having to push myself to get things done. And so I was like, okay, I can't, I'm can't. i too sensitive. I can't deal with it, this much energy drain, and I have to make this business work. And I just was dragging my feet, and I really, the business was not working yet. So, okay, I'm going to make a spreadsheet, and I looked like, what are all these qualities of the different clients? It's time for me to figure out my niche. <laughs> and I was really looking for where's my energy? And I noticed that what kept rising to the top was when i was working with clients who i th- i was perceiving as more introverted i got pretty excited and that's where i had a lot of energy because i was naturally moving into a, a using my coaching skills to help them find their their comfort zone around putting themselves out there for their work A lot of them were coming to me around, oh, God, I need to do this marketing thing, but I hate it. (laughs) And so to me, that was exciting. I was like, oh, my God, I know how to help you with that. Let's jump in. (laughs) (laughs) And so the more I focused on that, the more I was draw. I actually started drawing more clients and more of my ideal clients. And so I just started saying, I think this is my specialty. And I told a friend of mine and he said, well, before you just jump into that, you know, make sure you really understand introverts and what their needs are and what words and you should have a focus group. So I was like, oh, I was like, but I'm an introvert. I know what to, I know what they need. And he's like, yeah, you're too close. You're an expert on this already, because <laughs> <laughs> i had been studying it for years. And I just I love all that stuff. So he's like, no, have a focus group. And um, that was one of the best things I ever did was really get to know my audience and their needs. And that's when I went, yep, this is it. And I started putting out there that my specialty is coaching for introverts uh, in career business and life it turned out i like the whole range of just confidence in any situation um or just understanding your introversion so that you can you know stand in the, your strengths more confidently um
0: or starting a business go ahead i think speaking Jim. Gen- yeah and speaking just generally you just gave two amazing strategies mm-hmm. for speakers who are trying to determine their audience because I know it, especially when you have a, a, a topic that can be shared with anybody like if yeah. the topic is marketing you have so many potential clients and groups you could be servicing so to sit down and ask yourself what are the attributes of the people I like to work with and then to actually get them in a room as a focus group and ask them questions about what they really need those are two amazing steps to take for anybody when they're trying to figure out the question oh yeah of, you know who do oh I yeah I totally to agree I think so um that was-
1: I, boy I gotta say just a second plug for the focus group I ended up getting so much interest from people who wanted to come to a meeting to talk about introversion <laughs> that I had to, I did it four times <laughs> because I wanted I so wanted to hear from all of them and and what accidentally happened was I ended up getting some clients from that and I ended up getting great referral sources from that. It was amazing what came out of this one simple step.
0: Yeah, it's incredible what happens when you just ask the people you want to help for their opinion because they actually do want to tell you, but you have to ask. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) And I got to say, a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to ask a few people individually and that is not nearly as powerful as getting them in a room with each other. Because they'll start feeding off what each other is saying and find words that they couldn't
0: have told me individually. Wow. So it was really neat to see what rose to the top in the group. That's great. So, so as an introvert yourself, what do you find to be some of the most challenging parts of running your business?
1: Well, I have to say that there, so I have to start with that there is a misconception that there's a challenge for introverts in running a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that um, a lot of, um, I think introverts have a lot of great strengths for self-employment and, and even marketing, but we think that we don't. And so that's, I had to learn, that. I, for me, I had to really understand more about how how I could use those strengths. Like, for instance, introverts tend to be really good at listening and reading people and being in uh, meaningful one-on-one conversations and drawing someone out. And so I would go to these these networking events and all these other people were ready with their like elevator pitch and I didn't have one. And I was like, am I doing it wrong? (laughs) I just didn't want to open with that. I wanted to just have a conversation. And so that's what I did. And I, people, I would listen and draw them out and it would just naturally lead to a conversation that they would, then I could, naturally say what I do that was relevant to what they were saying and so I I didn't I probably still don't
0: have an elevator pitch
1: (laughs) I just like talking to people
0: yeah and do you find it leads to more genuine conversations where you get to talk about the things you really care about instead of working off a script
1: yeah oh my god so much more authentic and people kept saying to me you know like wow you just you're so different in your approach I just like talking to you and
0: I don't care what you do but
1: I want to hire you (laughs) it was so interesting
0: (laughs) that's great because yeah yeah, because they get to see you not this thing you prepared beforehand that could just be given to anybody on the street Yeah. yeah
1: so in a sense like what was challenging in the beginning was really more of a misconception I thought I needed to do it this certain way that just didn't just sort of rubbed me the wrong way the, the elevator pitch style of marketing for instance and and when I reject naturally rejected certain things things went better for me so in a sense that quote you know what you think is your worst trait turns out to be your superpower yeah <laughs> that's what I say.
0: oh yeah. that's amazing no I'm this is this next question is really the number one reason why I contacted you to ask you to come on my show and it's because I'm often told by introverts that they wouldn't be good public speakers because they're too shy so I wanted to ask you what you think about this because <laughs> it comes up all the time and I don't consider myself an expert on introverts so I just talk about my own experience but I'd love to hear what you think about it
1: mm, yeah oh it's a good question well, again, that sort of goes back to are they shy or are they, you know, so that sort of brings in all that confusion. But when someone says I feel too shy, I'm assuming what they mean is I feel nervous to, to get up there and just, you know, kind of put myself out there, as they say. Um, and they might be an introvert or an extrovert when they say that because everybody has shy moments and a lot of people have fear of public speaking no matter what they're introvert or extrovert temperament is so maybe the question is if you feel too shy what do you do about public speaking yeah and that comes that gets into what do you do about fear period for anything right (laughs) um so for me one of the key things for what helped me with public speaking was focusing on what I really care about and and in a Somehow, I just accidentally discovered that passion can trump fear. So, if your heart is on board, that's where that's actually where courage lives is the part of you that can just, you know, find the energy for the topic and then you forget about the fear. So, that is if you're feeling too shy, then you maybe you haven't tapped into your right thing that you're passionate about. And there's also other. Tips that I'm sure you help people with to, to find more comfort you know, with your body and preparation. Um, introverts really like to prepare, just like you were saying about you want the agenda in advance because we like to think first. So, And that's actually a strength. Introverts tend to uh, spend more time preparing and researching. So lean on that strength. Do the preparation and the practice and you're going to get a lot. Anything you d- practice and do more often, fear will go away the more you do it so it's just that initial stuff and one of the key ways to deal with fear is to start small so start with a little audience something you know really well um i was listening to one of your earlier podcasts with was it kathy mcnally yep. and i think she said something about i just started with a friendly audience and small and i knew it was safe and then she just got she just had increasingly bigger challenges and that's what worked for her and i I love that approach.
0: Excellent. And I've read research that says introverts make great public speakers. Would you say that's because of the ability to plan and and think about and research what they'll be speaking about? Or do you think that's for another reason?
1: No, I, I definitely think that's one reason because we tend to do that. Um, we tend to prepare well, research well. I would say another key reason um, is... That we think a lot about the audience and their needs. So we're not just, not necess- we're not as apt to just be excited to speak. We're excited to convey a message. <laughs> so we're thinking a lot about our audience. Um, and that's why the audience likes it, because they're like, oh, this person's really speaking my language. They're really walking me through a process. So they feel at ease and really like that speaker. So the more we lean on that, I think the better we do. I think a perfect example. Um, because there's probably some people listening going what how can introverts make great speakers and what's the proof of that but um i think that obama is probably an introvert and he's usually seen as an excellent speaker i think he's an excellent speaker and i think he's a good example of really thinking about his audience and walking us through step by step really being prepared and lincoln was also probably an introvert according to researchers and he was also known as
0: one of our best speakers as a president
1: so and you can find example after example of this so
0: so could you share a few steps for introverts who are interested in getting on stage and becoming known in their field and maybe being the obama of their industry (laughs) like where would they start (laughs) um i would say
1: part of what we talked about before you know like really choosing your niche well making sure it's something you're super passionate about and you know that so An ideal niche is usually one that you're part of, and it connects to your own personal story. So it really connects to you and what you're passionate about helping with. But also, I think it's really critical to, like I was saying earlier, to really learn about introversion and what are the natural strengths for introverts so you can lean on those instead of trying to force yourself to do it someone else's way. If you don't do that, you're probably bound to try to force yourself to do it someone else's way (laughs) just because that's our societal pressure and we don't even realize we're doing it. And here's a tip for how you know you're doing that. If you feel like you're swimming upstream sometimes, then you're probably not on your own natural path. If you feel like you're swimming downstream and the energy
0: is with you, then you probably are on your truer energy path. Hmm. Are those feelings that come in the body, like in the chest, or is is it just is it different for everyone? Oh, man, good question.
1: I think it's both. I think it's this sense of internal alignment with body, mind, heart. Um, that's when you have that downstream feeling. There's another word people often use is a sense of harmony or alignment inside. But if you feel drained at the end of the day, Um, You're either just doing too much or you're trying to do things like with the analogy of right-handed or left-handed, you're probably trying to do things with the wrong hand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's very draining.
0: So taking a few minutes at the end of each day to have that check-in with yourself where you are just kind of noticing how you feel, do you feel energized or do you feel like you're a dish towel and why (laughs) (laughs) might help you to determine what to do differently on the next day.
1: Right. Oh, I think a daily inventory is a great thing to do. I often give that for homework. Whatever it is they're working on, like check in with yourself at the end of the day. You know, yeah. how's your energy? This, this is so important. If it's, I know um, a lot of your um, your work is with women and often they're also thinking about their kids or their aging parents. So they've got way more things going on than just their work often. Like women are classically juggling many things so managing their energy is super important and if you're if, so when you can really spend time thinking about this you can actually have energy at the end of the day <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah so that you can you can really honor the rest of your values like time with your family and stuff like that so it, it really makes a difference that sounds so good yeah <laughs> Um, It's good. (laughs) Yeah, look for that. It's possible.
0: I would love it if you could share a story about someone you've helped with a career or business challenge and some of the approaches you used and the outcome. Because I know you have so many success stories, and I think that would really help to paint the picture of what you're talking about to just kind of have a story about it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The one
1: that pops to my mind is, is... not someone who does a lot of public speaking is that okay yeah just just helping her around business stuff in general and it was yeah anyway there is a funny public speaking part of the story so anyway this was early on when I was just not even calling myself a coach yet I was um, this was around the time you and I met actually when we were both just starting our businesses and I was doing marketing consulting primarily not quite sure of my niche and everything yet and um but i got this ref- someone sent their friend to me and she is a life coach and she was really struggling to get um she had been trying to get her website launched for years but she kept dragging her feet but she'd been you know and her work was sort of sputtering along and she was she really enjoyed it she just wasn't having as many clients as she wanted and she thought okay if i could just launch this website and so she came to me and we talked about what was going on and it came clear that what she had already written and what was what her designer had done was was actually a wonderful reflection of what she did she was just too nervous to have other people see it it just felt super exposing like she was naked in public kind of feeling yeah. and so I helped her kind of think through um what what that was and that it had a lot to do with introversion and in her case also shyness and what to do with that and, you know, it was so long ago, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened, but I just basically let her cry, <laughs> that was a big part of it, and just honored the fears and helped her find some compassion for it and, and helped her also tap into the excitement about getting it out there and what she why she wanted to get it out there. And so when we tapped into her bigger why, it began to trump the fear part and she also i was able to reflect to her how beautiful it was the writing she had done and how with a few little tweaks it could say more of what she truly wanted without having to you know sh- share everything with everyone you know we found this nice balance that worked for her oh that's such a great story <laughs> yeah and and it was cool cuz within a short amount of time she published that website felt good about it and actually started telling people how to find it and we did a few little things to make sure Google would find it, so people started finding her, and her business took off pretty quickly. Because once they got to talk to her, they signed on because she was, is so amazing. I still work with her too on just different things, like taking things to the next level, and it's, some, it's just so beautiful to see what's happened with her work over these years.
0: Yeah, and I love that oh. your one of your approaches is simple, just. To let someone cry in your presence and let them be seen, and then support them through that. It, not everything needs to be figured out on a worksheet or through homework. Yes. <laughs>
1: totally. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. That's you wouldn't believe how many people do cry in their first first few meetings. <laughs> oh yeah. Because there's so much that's backed up, you know, like, oh, you know, thinking that they've been doing it wrong or, oh my God, is this ever going to work? There's so much energy inside that needs to come out. And I'm really good at just, I'll tell people that on the phone, like, look, I understand there might be tears, so I'm okay with it if you're okay with mm-hmm. it. And and that tends to just help things start moving. But I'll tell you a funny part that happened with her. Is she was thinking that she needed to do public speaking. And she did, and she was. She actually got really good reviews, and um, she liked it in many ways because she was reaching people, and she was really passionate about the work she was doing. And um, eventually, she said to me, "I think I don't want to do public speaking anymore. Do I have to?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "You're free to do what you know what you want, just because you're good at it, and just because you know people like what you're doing." it doesn't mean you have to keep doing that you can do it at your pacing or you can not do it at all and she took a long break from it and this has been very happy about that <laughs>
0: that's great yeah exactly that doesn't have to be part of the marketing plan again it's about checking in with yourself right and seeing if it feels like the right thing or not mm-hmm. right yeah it's not for everyone but when she could give
1: herself a break then she could choose it in times when it did make sense and so you know, she'll do a little bit, but mostly not for her case.
0: What would you say some of the downsides of public speaking is or are for introverts? And what should they be aware of so they can protect their energy? Mm. Well, I think that
1: is a downside is, um, well, I'll tell you a funny story. When I saw Susan Kane, who wrote the book Quiet, who's sort of You know, seen as the introvert expert these days with her best-selling book and everything. Um, I went to hear her speak at this conference. And it was, you know, tons of people. And afterwards, I knew somewhere she'd be signing signing her book somewhere. And I brought my book for her to sign. And I was looking everywhere. And I couldn't find her. And they didn't announce where she was going to (laughs) be. And I thought, boy, is that not a a, a perfect thing for an introvert to go hide for the, for the people lining up to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually found her in this nice little quiet corner way off where no one would find her. And I, and I got to have a meaningful conversation with her, which was wonderful. And, um, and I, and she said that she purposely did that because she wants to connect with people, but she doesn't want it to be in a frenzied atmosphere. And so I just thought that was brilliant like she was in control of the after part of the speaking (laughs) so that she could enjoy it so that's one good tip so in the broader sense it's about protecting your energy like thinking about what you need and letting yourself go for that like is it only speaking once a month is it only speaking in certain types of crowds only to people that you are super excited about and energize you for me it's about it's about all those things i definitely um, keep it to a very small amount i actually said i'm a big believer in manifesting like if you tell the universe what you want very clearly and tell at least a couple people you you might you'll probably be able to manifest that mm. and so one thing i did was i had done a number of uh, speaking gigs in a row and i was feeling pretty tired no oh, i think i went over the line for myself for quantity or frequency And I I said, okay, I don't want, I'm going to take a long break, like maybe not do any more for a while and just focus on my writing and blogging and stuff and really focus there unless it's something amazing, unless I get some amazing speaking opportunity. And right after that, I got offered a paid writing gig that was awesome. You know, as I said, I want to focus on my writing. And then I got an offer to go speak at Harvard Business School to, um, you know, this women's women in business conference. Wow. And I was like, well, clearly (laughs) I'm supposed to speak there. That's a pretty amazing opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) So for that year, I did that one speaking gig and lots of paid writing. (laughs) That was great for me. So
0: so what have you learned about yourself as an introverted presenter, both on stage and maybe when you're preparing to get on stage? Do you have some tips or some things you've learned that you could pass on to other introverted presenters?
1: Um, I, I just really manage my time and energy. So I make sure that if I'm speaking soon or doing some sort, like I have a workshop that I'm leading this Thursday this coming Thursday. Um, So I have really lightened my load this week so that I can do a lot of, you know, just focusing on my preparing, sleeping more, just, you know, basically filling that battery, right? Charging my battery. So that's a big one for getting ready and and the preparing. And for me, I like to talk things out with someone. Um, So I actually have plans later today to talk through my plans for the second time with someone that I talked it through with last week and she's helping me with slides so those are just things that are really helpful for me to have support through the process and to manage my time really well leading up to it and after it I've been I didn't book anything the day after either which is some people call it an introvert hangover like make sure you <laughs> make sure you rest the next day yeah. but for me it's not a hangover anymore unless I haven't managed things well
0: it's more of like oh a good day for napping <laughs> So I'm just very protective of my time. Yeah, that's great. Is there anything else you want to add about introversion before we jump into the lightning round? Oh. <laughs>
1: hey, the whole idea of lightning round makes me go, ah.
0: <laughs> We can call it like the snail round uh, if you want. Cause...
1: Yes. <laughs> there's There actually is something to that for introverts. Like we like to, things to be slower. <laughs> so yeah, let's call this snail round. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anything else to, I don't know. I think I said quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I do have tons of resources on my website. So if I, if I started something and didn't finish it and you want to know more that maybe that's the, the best thing to say is to go to valnelson.com resources. Cause I've got all kinds of things like figuring out if you're an introvert, um, all kinds of stuff about business and career. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay.
0: So let's jump into our five quick slash slow questions. <laughs> <Okay. with Elle>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number one, what's the number one piece of advice you have for women who are speakers? Be true to yourself.
1: Like, if your heart says yes, listen to that. If your heart says no, listen to that. Yeah. It, and no doesn't have to mean no forever. Um, it just is something to pay attention to, like maybe it means not now, or maybe you need to figure something out. But your heart is really very trustworthy. And you might call it something else. You might call it spirit or, you know, messages or something. But I think we actually feel a lot through our heart. Mm -hmm. And and if we learn to pay attention to that, it can it can just save us a a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number two, do you have a personal operating philosophy? And if so, what is it? I think that's it. Follow your heart. Yeah. Follow my heart. That's what I do.
1: Right. That's what I try to do.
0: <laughs> Number three, what advice would you give to your 25-year-old self?
1: My 25-year-old self was pretty into trying to save the world in, a you know, five minutes. <laughs> so. I think I would have to say to her, it's really okay to pace yourself, and if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help others. So, I think the slowing down instead of trying to keep up with a certain pace and a certain drive. Yeah. Mm. Number four. Things like... Oh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, we're doing quick. Yeah. Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Number four, what advice do you have for your 95-year-old self? I think to say...
1: It was enough. It's okay to slow down and forgive yourself for anything
0: that wasn't perfect. <laughs> yeah. And number five, if you had to pick one object to represent yourself, what would you pick?
1: I think it's one of those fabulous smooth rocks from the beach. Like a something very grounding, the kind you love to hold in your hands. Mm that feels like ah grounded and also connected to something much larger than myself you know like something that's very ancient and it's going to last a lot longer
0: than me so yeah I think that but it's and it's also quiet yet powerful right yes
1: yes I think it's
0: yes thank you (laughs) and lastly what does it mean to you to claim the stage You know, I had to think about
1: that when I saw the question earlier and I thought about your title of your show. This is actually huge for me because when I was a kid, the idea of standing in front of, or when I was younger even, standing in front of people to speak was just, that is so for other people. That's not for me. And so for me to actually say, no, I belong here too. I have something to say and I can find my voice and and value what I have to say is a real... I don't know that's like taking a stand for and even if I'm not an extrovert like yes I'm I belong here too I have what I have to say is important so yeah it feels very powerful it feels like a coming home from a place where fear used to run used to run
0: me yeah and you mentioned earlier that we can go to your website valnelson.com slash resources to get more information are you also on social media is there anywhere else we can find you
1: yeah, or just anywhere on valnelson.com. The homepage is good, too. Um, I like the homepage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah, I've got the Facebook page. Um, I have um, some a uh, Facebook group called the Introvert Clubhouse. So it's a great place for people to just come and learn and support each other and tell stories. And, um, and it's a caring uh, place. It's not a place to judge other people or... Um, you know, slam extroverts or anything like that. It's meant to be, you know, people really showing each other support. So, and you can learn about that on my website, or you can also search for it on Facebook and join the
0: house. Excellent. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. I feel so calm right now. And I I think the theme Uh of our episode was to just really love yourself and trust yourself and listen to yourself because Mm. the answers are all there. And I just, I want to like go, like lie on my couch and just do a (laughs) check-in. Nice.
1: Oh, then I've done my job. Yay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, You coached me without coaching me. So that's even better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. I love it. Thank you for saying that. Cause that, that, that's very rewarding for me to hear that that's how it came across.
0: Yeah. So thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners got a lot from you as well. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks there you have it. My interview with Val Nelson. I want to add that Val's mastermind group, her introvert soulpreneurs mastermind group is enrolling now. So you can go to valnelson.com slash S E group. And, and everything Val does is cool. It's interesting. It's, it's transformational And I just want to say that in this small supportive mastermind group, you'll find the grounding, the camaraderie and the practical focus to get your business running smoothly in a way that feeds your wallet and your soul. And Val does this so well. So please do check that out at valnelson.com slash se group. Enrollment is open right now. And as for me, I hope you'll check out my podcast, my live podcast next week. Make sure you do register by going to AngelaLuciere.us. That's it for this week. I look forward to seeing you again, chatting, talking all things public speaking. Don't forget, stop waiting, start creating.